Hey everybody, it's Keith. I am so incredibly grateful to be here. So excited to be here with my nephew, Ryan. Ryan and I have known each other actually since Ryan was a little baby because he's my nephew, obviously. But what we're going to talk about tonight or today is life. Life is such an amazing experience to be involved in. And as I have gone through my life, I mean, I've been here on this planet only for almost 61 years. Count them. Next February, I'll be 61 years old. And I've learned a few things along the way, and I'd like to share those with you. I mean, we're all human beings. We're all individuals. We all go through our ups and downs, our trials. But I've always found that if I have something that is of a higher power, of a higher guide, that gets me through the, the times that I need some help, it gets me through the times that, that uh, are inspirational. It helps me accomplish my dreams and my goals in my life. So I do that with my friends. I get help from my friends, and hopefully I can help them back out as well. So, Ryan, I know you are an incredibly, incredibly achieved individual. You seem to always be proactive in your life. Oh, thanks, Hawk. I <laughs> Absolutely. That. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I admire the way that you get out there. You, you get your things done. You take care of yourself. And I know you sometimes in life, we kind of hit a wall. And so what gets you through on that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get me through it all. So, <laughs> all right. So thank you. Yeah, you're like more I was than welcome. You before, like everybody, you know, goes searches for enlightenment or you know, our God or or wh- whoever they believe in. I got you, Onk. I, I don't gotta search anywhere. I just, <laughs> well, I, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. <laughs> Well, thank you for saying that. But, you know, I always think of myself as, yeah, okay, I'm a, a spiritual person. I'm an individual that believes in life. And sometimes people go, oh, you're such a, you know, you're like a guru. And when people say I'm a guru, I always think of it as guru should be used as an acronym. G-U-R-U. In other words, be yourself. That's that's the whole message as far as like to become uniquely you and to grow with inside yourself and to be yourself. And so, you know, Ryan, thank you for your compliment, but all I'm doing is shining love on you to become yourself. And that's what each individual can possibly do for anyone else. You know, as I've gone through the life, I've I've was a missionary over in the Philippines and I went to Machu Picchu to seek. I've been all over the world and I've been so incredibly privileged and blessed and honored to meet so many what I would describe as amazing people. And that's what we are as people. Yeah. And so I you know, I've have I also have friends that have helped me out and has 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 inspired me and brought me up and and that's what it's all about as far as like yeah. giving love to each other. Don't you? Don't you, you agree? You, yeah, you had an uncle Keith too, then? No, <laughs> no. Believe me, I have a lot of I have some uncles, but nothing like quite like Uncle Keith. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. right, right. And so it's this beauty that we have. It's our heart. Yeah. You know, one one person that actually showed me this is a friend of mine. I mean, I have a lot of friends, but I have a lot of human friends, earthlings, but I have this uh-huh. really special friend. Uh-huh. And he's actually, he's helped me through my life as far as, and he's uh-huh. been there ever since I was a little kid, and he's he's kind of guided me. I met him when I was a little kid, and really? his name is Zetor. Wait, wait Zetor? Zetor. From like Russia? <laughs> no, he's not Russian. <laughs> he is from a faraway place, but it's not Russia. Australia? No, 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 no. It's a little bit further than Australia, quite frankly. Yeah, that's pretty far. <laughs> no. I was going to say Alaska, but Australia is way farther, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Zetor, actually, and you know, okay, so you know, you have to respect this. We we have a lot of life in this world, and so Ryan, he's actually from another planet. Another planet? Yeah. 
he's from another planet in another galaxy. Not just he's not in the Milky Way galaxy. He's Wait. not like from Mars or Saturn. He's from a completely different planet in a completely different galaxy, so other than Earth and and Milky Way. Yes. So you're telling me there's there's more than just our galaxy in the universe. Of course. There's okay. There's this, you know, Earth, Milky Way galaxy, but there are worlds upon worlds and without end. So there's many kingdoms, and it goes on in infinity, and that's what's un- the universe. It goes on forever and ever and ever. Mm. So, Zetor, my friend, is actually from an, a different galaxy, and so different. yeah, and he instructs and helps me. And I, you know, there's just like in the in this world. There are people that are on different levels of, of knowledge and education and enlightenment. There's different things. You know, you see that in people. Yeah. It's just like these different galaxies are on different evolutions in different ways. Ah. And so Zetor is from a galaxy that's incredibly advanced. It's all about love and light. And so he teaches me and or he has taught to me yeah. about that as well, always honoring me. Well, just when you say like, um, you know, an advanced, you know, alien or however you said it, you, you first thing that comes to your mind is like, you know, laser guns and spaceships, and then you go ahead and hit me with the light and love. Right. Like, wait, what are we doing wrong here on right. this universe? Well, so, why, why do we got it so wrong? So there you go. There goes. There's a, <laughs> there's a valid point. Okay, so here's Hollywood, and it's trying to sensationalize and say all oh, these aliens are going to come and they're spaceships and they're going to destroy people. Well, you know, that's that's human beings. Human beings have an ego, and sometimes they like to feel like they're better than the people, and sometimes they can very much out of hand. So when the ego gets out of hand, it's like, oh, I'm better than you, and I have to defend this. And so we start to throw rocks at each other and stones, and then we try to, you know, throw arrows, and then we make guns, and then we blob bombs at each other. And you can see where that's got us. So what yeah. what Zetor is is way beyond that. There is no violence. There's no there's no hatred toward other people. There's basically no ego because he realizes the universal law that we are all one. And we're all one part of the same thing. Mother Earth and all the sentient beings on the planet are also part of the same thing. So that's the way that he tries to teach us on on planet Earth. Okay. And so those are the instructions he's always given me. So it's not like you're zipped up into a spaceship. I was going to say, was this an abduction? Was there any (laughs) probing? Well, only on request. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. No, no. I'm just kidding you. You know, <laughs> there's no, there's no alien, there's no anal probes or anything. It's more that that this teaching of love and light that comes through as far as what we're evolving into and the changing. In fact, you know, I got to tell you that he's actually. I can introduce you to him if if that's not too weird to you. I mean, I could honestly introduce you to my friend Zetor the alien. Really? Absolutely. I mean, I would love that. Oh, okay. Well, I will. I mean, Brian. Meet Zetor. Hello, Earthlings. It's Zetor. Yes, many of you have known me for years, but now, thanks to this amazing podcast and these beautiful two human Earthlings, Ryan and Keith, I'm now available on podcasts. Oh, yippee, skippy. Now, Just to be clear, I am an alien, but only in your conception of what an alien is. In actuality, I am a visitor to Mother Earth. I come from my own planet, and I come from my own galaxy. But I'm just here to answer all 
the universal questions that you might have as Earth creatures? Yes, I have all the answers to life. Every one of them. <laughs> it's such an amazing experience and an awesome responsibility. So I'm here just to share all your lives with you and to help you along your way. Now, assuming that you want to be healthy and you want to be well, these answers will help you live in harmony and wellness and well-being with all the other creatures on the planet, all the other earthlings, and all the other sentient beings. Okay, so a little bit about me. I'm Zetor, and I'm from a far-off galaxy. Now, you human beings are Earth creatures on beautiful Mother Earth. Mother Earth supports you with all this beautiful, loving energy. The sun, if you look up, you'll see this huge, huge ball of fire. Yes, fire, or, well, it's a little bit more complex than just fire in the sky. It's not like the creator took some sticks and put it together, made a bonfire and threw it up. It's not like that. But we'll get into the science of that. Well, maybe later, or maybe we won't. Okay, so all this energy is coming from the sun, and it's hitting Mother Earth, and she is creating beautiful life in diversity. Yes? Yeah. You human beings are beautiful, yes. Human beings are beautiful, and you are so precious. You are precious, and you are loved. Yes, you are. But you don't realize that you're not the only things on the block, no. See, you're on this planet, and that's all you see, and then you have this Earth, which is beautiful, and Mother Earth exists in the Milky Way galaxy, but believe it or not, there is worlds upon end. Yes, there are worlds upon worlds upon worlds, galaxies upon galaxies, going on infinitely into the universe. So it's kind of like we're neighbors. Mm, yep, it's just like that. It's just like it. So we are neighbors, galaxy upon galaxy upon galaxy. Now, you're here on this planet as a gift. You may think, you may feel, you may see that you're experiencing a physical reality. Yes, you have an amazing privilege and gift. You are not a physical being that is awakening to a spiritual experience. No! Far from it. You are a magnificent spiritual being of love and light that has the privilege and to awaken to this human experience. You see, just like the sun gives you life, yes, it is physics, just basic physics. That life is light and it's energy. Energy is never created, it's never destroyed, it's just transformed. So, my precious human beings, you precious earthlings, your soul is never born and it never dies, it is eternal, it is in energy, yep, 
And so the divine creator, the source set, can give you an amazing gift. Oh my, what an amazing gift. You can come to Mother Earth as a spiritual being of light and love and be born into a physical world. But the physical world is a temporary one, but it is a joyful one. And it has a path to it. And you return to light and you transcend all your fear. Oh my goodness, what a gift. Oh my, what a gift. Now, what we do as alien life force is we come into this world and we kind of check up just like a neighbor. No, no, intrusively, no. We're like a good neighbor. We look across the cul-de-sac and we say, oh my, you know, it might be helpful if you cleaned up the dog poop and if you took in the garbage cans and if you, you know, maybe painted once in a while. If you did that, it would make your house and place better, but it would also make the neighborhood better and perhaps the city better. And so, we're here to just gently observe, and we're here to help where we can. But we're not going to invade you, we're not going to get into your life and all these things you hear about aliens. There's, you know, we're not going to anal probe you, unless, of course, you request that. And we do have new anal probe machines that are very, very gentle. So, all this stuff you hear about aliens is all to Hollywood. So, this is an introduction to Zetour and Friends on the podcast, and that's why we are here. So, we have two beautiful human beings that are helping with this podcast. Yes, there's Keith. And Keith, oh my goodness, Keith is tall. Keith is like six foot six. I mean, he's just huge. And he has his blue eyes. He's super nice. And he's gentle. And he's kind. And then we have Ryan. And Ryan is a beautiful being too. But he is a little bit smaller than Keith. But we, we've kind of observed that most of you earthlings are shorter than Keith, smaller than Keith, because it's dark. Keith is just huge, huge, I know, huge, but don't be afraid, he's very, very gentle. So we have me, Zitor, we have Keith, we have Ryan, and we have Pauline from the Palladian Galaxy, yes, the Seven Sisters, beautiful Pauline from the Palladians. She's all like Keith because Keith is like a Palladian's very like Nordic alien, very gentle, kind, compassionate, loving. And so we will draw wisdom from Keith and Ryan and Zito and Paul, Pauline from the Palladians. And we have Sage. Sage is beautiful, golden light, beautiful yellow light. And like the name implies, is Sage. Very sage advice. Very direct, very calm. And doesn't have to impress everyone. Or anyone. Because sage knows everything. Yep, that's the way it works with sage. We have other friends that we'll introduce along the way. But basically, we are here as intergalactical, stellar life forces from a different plane of existence to help you earthlings Rise to a level of loving consciousness, joy, happiness, and peace. That's why we're here. But like we say, you can take it for what it's worth. You can listen and not listen. It's fine. There's no pressure. There's no hard sell. We love you. And what we do is we operate with a life force that is universal. 
It is a life force of love. It is the life force that creates all life, all planets. It is Gaia. It is love. It is indescribable in human language. But we are going to try to help you along your journey. All right, my fellow loving beings in the infinite universe, you wonderful, wonderful, precious earthlings. This is Zetor, out for now. Remember that you are loved, and you are love, and you are the essence of love. So, hey, Ryan, what did you think about my dear friend, Zetor? <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I learned a few things. Seriously. Um, there's gentle probes. <laughs> right. It's very nice to know. So out of all that <laughs> universal, amazing wisdom that comes directly from the divine source, you only got the anal that, probes. That stuck in Seriously. my head pretty, pretty well. <laughs> but no, no, in all, <laughs> in all honesty... Um, I knew there had to be something, I don't want to say better than this life, but there, I knew there was something more to this this life that we're living here just on earth. Right. And that, you know, that kind of was like, a, I guess not, like a confirmation a little bit that like, hey, maybe I wasn't wrong to think that way. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you should say that because I do believe that as long as the human soul believes in a higher power, you can just... That's it. That's that's yeah. where you can put the period at the end of the sentence. I believe in a higher power. So you can you can try to define it as something as far as God. You can try to define it as something like, oh, is it a is it is it the divine creator? Is it Yahweh? You can give it all sorts of names. But basically it's that part of the light of your soul that's connecting with love and light, which is the the God self. You know, it's interesting to me because Whenever I see people, it doesn't. I've traveled the world. Doesn't matter what they try to yeah. define themselves with their language or their religion or whatever. As long as they believe that they are of love and that God is love and that they're created of love, the world and their lives are completely different. It's like yeah. they live the miraculous. It's and I personally, this is my own personal belief system. Take it for what it's worth. But I believe we create our own reality based on our thoughts and our beliefs. So given that, if I'm creating my own life, I certainly don't want to create it out of fear, desperation, violence. I want to create it out of love and light. I want to look at the whole entire planet as, as, a, as, a, as a beautiful planet that's healing itself and mm -hmm. supporting me and healing those around me. But that's just me. I'd yeah, much, yeah. much rather look at the fire and go, wow, if I stuck my hand in it, I think I'd get burned. <laughs> you know, I'd much rather not do that. I'd much rather go, okay, I can observe that fire, and I bet if I stuck my hand in it, I'd get burned, as opposed to sticking my hand in it and getting burned. That's the choice. Choose, okay. choose fear. I and you're I'm getting it a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. choose fear, and you're sticking your hand in it going, yeah, okay, that fire is hard, yeah. and now I have this hand that's all cremated. Yeah. Or you can go, oh, you know what? That looks dangerous. It's fearful. I'm just going to choose love because I love myself. I'm going to go over here and, and observe the fire is hot, and therefore save my hand from being burned. So yeah. when we get hurt or when we get have pain, we have to look deep with inside of ourselves, whether it's emotional, mental, physical pain, and go, all right, how can I change this or how can I grow from it? I got you. I guess it kind of um, takes me back to, you know, obviously people don't know what we talk about, but we had a conversation, 
And it was like, you know, I kind of said, hey, I think you go through all these hard times to get to where you're supposed to be. And your response to me was, you don't have to go through hard times. So I kind of I kind of get what you're saying. We, we make life what we want it to be, right? Correct. And if, you know, subconsciously, we don't know that we're wanting to go through these tough times, but we are. And then we go through them, but we don't have to. And so I, I guess I'm kind of understanding that a little bit more now. Right, right. Yeah. And, of course, it's going to be cruel if someone's yeah. going through some really difficult times. Like, okay, why did you create that? Why did you go through this? Okay, so that's that vast question as far as why is this suffering going on? Okay, well, yeah. I don't claim to know all the answers, but... I know that sometimes when I have had joy or pain in my life, I go, you know, I really prefer joy as opposed to pain. Right. And so what is it that's causing this? Is it another person? Is it a false belief system? Is it is all it, of the above? Right, or all of the above, right. <laughs> but I know that I can change it and I can I can grow through it and I can help. Sure, there's a lot of things going on in the world, but one thing that I was taught is that the divine is the creator which is light and creates everything in perfection, with absolute perfection. And so since we are created of the divine, it would be somewhat of a blasphemy to say that it doesn't know what it's doing. In other words, yeah. it didn't create some people the right way and some other people the wrong way, and now yeah. it's seeking to destroy those people <laughs> that it felt like it was <laughs> it did wrong. In other words, I always view the world as like, it's this earth, and it's called the campus called earth, and we're all learning by the experience. However, we are spiritual beings of light, and we learn by the experience that we attract to us. So just like a campus, on a campus, there's many, many students. There's many people that are pursuing their own individual desires and dreams. So the architects could take their, their, their curriculum they need on the same campus that the doctors or the school teachers, very, very different kind of people. Yeah. And so they're learning academically and intellectually. If you showed me 10 architectural students and 10 nursing students and 10, and 10 chefs, you would have 30 very different people with different experiences upon the graduations because yeah. 10 architectural students are going to be architects and they have the same education, but they are so unique in their vision, they would create very different buildings and very different ways of expressing. And that's what we are as in this human being, this world of the earth. There are people on this planet that are learning, but we learn by experience. Again, are we going to choose fear or are we going to choose love? Yeah. So if we choose love, we grow. So you can choose to be a person that wants to be like a healer or a teacher. You can choose to be a person that wants to be a medical doctor. Maybe in this life you're choosing to be the best mother you possibly can. Or you can choose to blow up things, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you're learning that maybe this war thing or this terrorist thing isn't right, but you're learning by this experience. Mm. So it's a collective conscious agreement that your soul has made to come in this world and learn by this experience. But eventually each soul goes to the light. And so as we go to the light, we begin to grow and release the fear because it becomes very, very, very painful in the darkness. You know, if you, you are truly a being of light, yeah. and if you were a being of darkness, you'd probably be very, very comfortable there. And so you're not. And so your light is always seeking the light of, of the love of God. Yeah. It has different ways of being, but we'll go into that later. Okay. Do you have any other questions for Zithor or anything, or you want to? Um, well, I'd like to get to know him a little bit better. All right. Fine, definitely. Um, you know, he definitely, definitely does like you. That's what he told me. <laughs> he said, Absolutely. Well, he described you as this, you know, blonde, blue-eyed, six seven, you know, well six um, six, yeah, chiseled man. Well, you know, and the me, truth. I was just a small, 
guy compared to you. But a beautiful person oh, is yeah, what I said. Like, yeah. He said you were a beautiful person, and you are a beautiful person. So yeah, I hope so, he does like me. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Think I'm a small yeah. person. <laughs> That's right. Well, Zito's not that big anyway. All right. So let me see if I can get Zito again and okay. see what wisdom he has for us again. All right. Hello, Earthlings. It's Zitor. I am what you prefer to as an alien. But that's kind of a word that is derogatory. I am actually an interplanetary being of light that is visiting Mother Earth. Yes, that's what I'm doing. But if you look at the way that the universe works and you look at the way all life is. It's all in motion. It's energy that is in perpetual motion. So, really, honestly, aren't we all aliens? Don't you, as earthlings that are on Mother Earth, don't you feel like you're sometimes an alien as well? I think you do. I think that every one of you that is a human being, a fellow earthling, at one time in your very little tiny itty bitty brief life, has felt like you're an alien. Yep, I do. That's what I think. Because I have special powers and I can see things that maybe you don't. I can feel things that maybe you don't. So, I think if you're like aliens, so where does this come from? Well, if you look at the physiology of your body, and if you look at your soul, you look at your heart, you look at your ego, oh my goodness, it has taken millions of years of evolution to get you as a species to this point. So, if you perceive yourself as a logical thinker, a, B equals C. Then you need that logic to get through your life. As a human being, as an earthling, of course you do. You have to figure out math and science. You have to remember where your address is and balance your checkbook. So that's your mind. But you also have this ego, this ego that goes, oh, I must be better than you because I'm green and you are blue. But you know what? We're all equal. Everybody. Yep. So there's the mind and there's the ego. So what else do we have? We have a physical body. Yep. You have this physical body and the physiology of the body. It's very complex. It's a mass structure. Of, there's a liver that's filtering blood. A heart that's beating the blood. A brain that's comprehending. Oh, there's words that are coming out of people's mouths and other people's ears are hearing this sound wave vibration and comprehending them as words and understanding them in their mind. <gasps> You've got to admit that's pretty miraculous. So are you your mind or are you your ego or are you your physical body? <gasps> Even you have a physical body and you don't totally understand your physical body. How many of your beautiful, precious, precious human being earth creatures could explain how your liver works? Or how your stomach digests food? 
or how you send a signal and your your body gets up and walks across the room. Okay, you can't. Nobody knows all the answers. Except for Zitor. Now, are you then not a physical body, but are you an emotional body? Perhaps you're an emotional body. The emotional body is vast. It has times in your life where you are joyful. When you feel clear about your life and happy. There's other times when you're very not happy and you're sad and you're depressed. There's other things that will affect you in anger. All of this is you and your emotions. But are you just solely your emotions? No, not at all. What are you then? First of all, you're not as complex as what you might think. You're actually a soul. And your soul is light. And that light is love. And that love is the divine creator within all of us. Within each one of us. Whether you're alien or earthbound. Think about it. You have a part of God in you. You have this little God that is light and it's called your heart. You have a heart, and that's what connects you to divine. Every other sentient being, every other particle mass of light, everything that is composed in this world has a heart or light. If it has a soul, if it has a heart, it is of the divine or God. Two, start treating yourself better. You're a person... That is created in infinite wisdom, physically with billions of years of evolution. You're on a beautiful Earth planet that has been in existence for only four and a half billion years. A mere second in the universe of all things. Now, through all the evolutions of light that has incarnated into so many physical things through this world, the plants, the animals, all that is vast, all which cannot be reconciled, cannot be remembered by you as humans. You are here on this planet as a human being in life form, but you as a human species have only been in existence for 50,000 years. Webster's Dictionary says you have been civilized for 20,000 years. We, as aliens, in observation in our peaceful galaxies, we observe your beautiful galaxy moving Milky Way, and we say, really? Civilized? Civilized. Every 20,000 years. We're not going to go into your history, because we feel you are precious. You are loved, and that's why we are here. You're at a beautiful stage in your life. Do not fear it. Embrace the love that is around you. Embrace the other earthlings that also call themselves the human race and honor that love and light in their heart. Treat them as you would be treated. Treat them as a being of love and light. You can make a huge difference in those around you. You are here to heal by raising into love and transcending all fear. And when you do that, you become 
well. Because then you are healed, you can heal those around you. You don't have to have a doctorate degree. That's what your mind tells you. You don't have a lot of smarts. You don't have to have any money. You can be kind. You can be loving. You can choose to heal with your words. Or you can choose to, unfortunately, heal with your words. If you are loving to another person, then as you give that love to that person, you are affecting them in a healing way. However, if you are mean or rude or lying or deceiving those people that you're around, you are then infecting them with fear and you are causing them pain and hurt. So, it's a choice to make. Choose love. Choose to be a being of love and connect with other beings of love in that same way. Then, the amazing gift that is from the divine, oh my, it is an amazing gift, is that you change your reality, your life, and your future. Yes, you change your perspective of life because you are then the creator of your life and not the created. You follow your heart. Your mind is no longer logically telling you what is not. You follow your heart with love and light. You put your mind in service of your heart, and then you attract other beings of light as well. That is why it is beneficial. You then also become healing as well. Because if you are not kind to another, or if you bring poison to another person, that poison is eventually dumped on you. So it's easy. It's so super simple. It is super duper simple. Stay away from your ego. It doesn't matter what degree you have. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter how big you are, small you are, skinny or fat. You are loved, 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 loved. Think of the creator. The creator is love and does not create imperfection. The creator, which is the divine, or God, or however you want to describe that which created you, did not create a mistake in you. Did not create a mistake in others around you. And here's a big news flash. Oh, ready? Universal law is that, believe it or not, you're a beautiful human being, but you're not in charge. Nope, no. It doesn't matter where... Human beings say, oh, I don't believe in that, or I do believe in this, I don't believe... That's a great concept. But you know what? You can say, I don't believe in the Atlantic Ocean. Nope, I don't, because I've never been to the Atlantic Ocean, so therefore it does not exist. Well, guess what? The Atlantic Ocean still exists, whether you believe in it or not. It is still there, with the waves, and all the motion, and all the little fishes, and the tide. It still exists. So you can sit in a desert somewhere and never see the Atlantic Ocean go, I don't believe it. I don't believe it exists. But yeah, it still does. Interesting. Now, another thing too is that you don't have to know God. You just know you. Just love you. Love yourself. This is Zetor, and I love you all. Over now.
See, Ryan, that's what I really, really love about Zetor. He explains things in very simplistic ways that we can understand, and that's what I enjoy about my own life. Give me something that I can use. Don't give me these concepts that are so radical that I'll never be able to attain them. You know, I'm a spiritual truth seeker, and sometimes I go to a person, whether it's a therapist, an astrologist, a psychic, whatever it might be. I ask them a question, and they say, well, you know, with greatest respect to my friends, my dear friends that are astrologers, they'll go, well, you know, your Saturn is in return, and you have a conjunct trine over here. And I'm going, really? What does that mean? <laughs> what does it's it kinda, all mean? Exactly. It's like, what does this mean? Am I, it's like if I went to a medical doctor. Yeah. You know, I go to a medical doctor. I don't need him to explain him or her to explain every little aspect of what they're going to do. I just want to be well. And so that's that's what Zetor is really good about as far as, where, as far as him saying that we are a part of God, to believe in a higher power. And so many times we human beings go, well, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Well, that's really good. Like Zetor said, you can say, hey, I don't believe in the Atlantic Ocean because I've never been there. Yeah. But the Atlantic Ocean not only exists, but it's also affecting your life. And that's what is important, number one, as far as being a human being, to believe in yourself and to believe then in a higher power as well. That's going to make that incredible difference in your world. Now, so spiritually, a lot of people talk about spiritually. I personally believe there's a big difference between spiritual and religion, and I respect them both. Religion is definitely serves a purpose. Now, what Zetor once told me, is that there's truth in all religion, but there is perhaps not one true religion. And that's going to cause a lot of problems. You don't get all your calls. We don't need to have you call in, but we respect you. Religion serves a good purpose. But the difference between, I find, is when you really truly find your own inner peace in your own heart, your own soul. If you look at religion, it's like someone had a beautiful experience with what they perceived as deity and God, and then they interpret that and give that to me. And that's a wonderful gift that they give their experience to God. Whereas spiritual is actually my interpretation of love and God, my personal respect. Like, for example, you know, you've never been to Ireland, all right? But if I mentioned Ireland, immediately when I mentioned Ireland, you conjured up a very accurate idea about Ireland, the people, the weather, and so forth. You got got like hills and green grass came into my mind. Right, exactly. And uh, whiskey. Right. All right. So then (laughs) think about Denver, right? Okay. Scrapers. Oh, wait. Am I supposed to? No, you got it. So you got it. Okay. So the reason that you were able to conjure up and visualize these ideas about Ireland, when all I did is mention it, is because. Other people had been there and experienced it, took pictures. You had met Irish, Irish yeah. people. You had been able to listen to their brogue. And so you go, wow, that is Ireland. Now, the reason that you can visualize Denver is because you live here and you've been here and you enjoy it. And so you got a very accurate idea about Denver. And that's the difference between sometimes what religion and spirituality is. Mm. In other words, religion is someone else's interpretation, some very accurate, very accurate of what they perceive as God in life. But... When I told you about Denver, that was your own, your own truth, your own personal perspective of things. Yeah. So religion oftentimes, it's not, I'm, I'm not going to criticize either one, yeah. but oftentimes we ask or someone has asked, what's the difference between religion and spiritual? And that's what I personally believe yeah. is the difference. I like that. 
Yeah. I, I can understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Zitor, he's pretty cool. I know. And, I know. Uh, I guess we're not as complicated as we thought we were. That's what he said. And yeah. I'll be honest, my ego gets the best of me every day. Right. On a daily basis. Like how, like when you say believe in yourself, but then you have this ego. Like, how do you balance the two out? Because I know sometimes that, you know, believing in yourself leads to confidence and then your ego gets big and then you don't want to listen to anybody after that. You know it all. Of course. Yeah. Ego. <clears throat> the great late Ram Das put that pretty, very, very well. If you look at ego as an acronym, it's edging God out. <laughs> all right. And so yeah. we have this ego. <laughs> and what has happened is through the eons of time, the ego was originally developed when in the in the species of any animal, and it was to warn you that there's a danger, a predator over there. There's a big saber-toothed tiger over there, yeah. so run in the opposite direction. You're warned. Well, human beings have taken the ego into a place where it has never been before. In other words, it was supposed to be a small warning system, and now a lot of times people think of it as their own identity. You can see that an ego and healthy ego is a very healthy thing. You do need a healthy ego. But it can become so over-exaggerated that sometimes people then they put their identity fully in the platform of being an ego. An example of that is when you say, I'm I've a done it, yeah. yeah, exactly. We all do. Well, I'm a CEO, and I make so much more money, so I'm so much better. I'm, I'm this... I am this king or this ruler or I am one color and you're a different color. I make more money. Um, I'm more beautiful than you are. You know, when you really look at the ego, um, Eckhart Tolle says it very well. You win the Nobel, Nobel Prize and you go and you're accepting the prize and basically the universe goes, we love you and you're just basically a man on the balcony. No matter what you're doing, you are loved. Yeah. The universal law and the universal law of love is that it creates everything in uniqueness. The universal love mm -hmm. of Mother Earth and that which is the love of God does not recognize that the difference between the flight of the eagle and the flight of the butterfly is one is better than the other. It recognizes the beauty in both and its uniqueness is celebrated. So when we get into this ego of frustration, what's the generation of ego or what generates that power of the ego? <clears throat> it is anger. You put okay. a D on anger. And you have danger. And it's a warning that you are in danger. Why is ego and why is anger so very seductive in the human world? Because it is the fastest track to endorphins being released in your brain to create a very high feeling. In other words, as you were in the jungle or when animals are in the jungle and they're being attacked, it goes into the fight or flight response. The fight or flight response it is going to get you to fight, so it gets the animal's claws, the, the fangs, mm -hmm. the fur is bigger to make it look bigger to fight that animal. Now, as much as we like to think of that we are the divine we are, but we are also a species on the planet, and we react the same way. All right, so we're reacting, and we're going to fight, or we're going to flight, and so we're going to run. Every other part of our non-necessary functions in the human body is being uh, shut down. You're no longer digesting food. You're no longer thinking about sex. You're no longer thinking about anything. You're thinking about one thing, and it's a primal survival mode. So whether you fight or you flight, when you're done, you're damaged. That has had such a physical negative effect on your body that endorphins are being rushed to your brain to heal yourself. It's mm -hmm. rushing all sorts of mechanisms in your brain to heal yourself. 
All right. So that is why the human consciousness likes to fight. It's like when we get when we like to cut people off in on the interstate, <laughs> where we go to war, where we like sports. Mm-hmm. It is why we think that competition is actually the way that it should be, mm-hmm. whereas we need to replace it with cooperation. Hmm. It's in okay. corporate world. When you are taking advantage of someone else and you think it's good business or you are in corporate world and you are taking someone else's idea or you're taking someone else's commission, you are in a place of fight or flight. Now, that can benefit you in the short term, but it's going to damage you. Hmm. Anger, once you go into it, you can go into it and get so lost in it, you'll never come back out of it. it, And like you said, once the endorphins kick in and... I'll let you finish, but I had this experience just yesterday at work. I mean, right. So it's it's it repairs you, but you've got to get somewhere inside of your spiritual self and inside the love of your heart where you go. I've got to change my way. I've got to change this because you are going to start to attract that to you. Now yeah. I can see things a little bit differently sometimes because I can see things a little bit intuitive or spiritually. All right. So one time I was in the grocery store and this gentleman. Well, he wasn't really gentle actually, or nor I mean he was male. <laughs> let's put it that yeah. way. So he was coming up to the cashier, and the cashier, just a very nice woman, just sitting there, you know, probably trying to feed her kids and and sitting there struggling and so forth, doing the very best she could. This gentleman, this this man got so irate and angry with her with her. And was yelling at her and cursing at her. Now, if you could look at it energetically from the soul, you would actually see that he feels this sense of this joy because, oh, I'm going to teach her a lesson and I'm better than she is. And man, I I really put her in her place. Okay, if you look at it energetically, out of his emotional solar plexus is energy coming out and hitting her in her heart, in her emotions. So she, he's actually stealing some of her energy of love. Now, that's the benefit. That's what he thinks he's getting. Because he's on that level of anger and rage and competition and ego, then he got his little reward. The brain got its reward. All right. So what he doesn't realize is when he was doing that, out of the crown chakra was all of her kanji energy, which is garbage energy, is being taken out, is being pushed out of her crown chakra and is landing on him. So he is accumulating like like pig pen in peanuts, all this dust and all this dirt. Then he gets out into the car and he's he's oh I really and the the endorphins are are in his brain. So he he's satisfied. It's like a drug. Then he's driving down the road and he and he's cuts off some guy and he's more and more. There's more and more satisfaction. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. that energy is so toxic. Eventually, the energy is so much more kanji or garbage energy than any kind of light that like attracts like. Energy begots energy. So eventually, that's where he's going to get into an accident. That's where he's going to get shot by somebody. That's where you have laid down your protection. There's a mentor on the internet that I that I look at, and it's a very good explanation of that, is that it's kind of like a glass over you. If you, let's say, for example, you had a glass over you, and you you broke it because you were angry. It kept hitting at it and it put cracks in it, right? So a spider came along and could get right in on you and sting you and kill you. However, if you are of a good code of conduct, you're doing your very best. You have integrity, honesty, and truth. You have, you're treating people as you want to be treated. You're not perfect, but you're doing your very best on a daily basis. Then you don't break your protection or that glass around you. When the spider comes to this glass, that spider cannot climb up that glass. I'm sorry, just cannot climb up the glass or get to you or get inside of you. Yeah. So it's a matter of your protection. I can guarantee you 
that negativity has borne with it the seeds of its own destruction. Everything you're saying is like hit home to me. Like I just went through this the other day at work, you know. Your boss, you feel like that doesn't appreciate you, you know. So there you go. You get so riled up. And, well, I do this and I do that. And I put in all this work. And like you said, you're getting yourself so fired up. And you're feeding that ego like, oh, look at this big guy I am and how hard I work and blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of went through that the other day. But I felt opposite. I felt afterwards really bad about it. And like, oh, geez, maybe... I shouldn't have said everything that I said, you know, and, and, uh, you know, yeah, I do work hard, but I didn't have to puff my chest out and make it be known. And like you said, maybe take her energy away or whoever's energy away. And, and like you said, we don't even know we're getting that negative back. Well, yeah, it absolutely flowed over into the next day with other people that I interacted with. And I got that bad energy back right away, like right away. Correct. And it was like something that you do get, you get exhausted from it because you're thinking about it so much. And then, and you're, like you said, your endorphins are all fired off and you just, even to the point where you're almost shaky, you know? Right. And it, it does feel at the end of the day that I was wrong because my ego kicked in and I was like, wait a minute, you don't know who I am. This is who I am. And you better appreciate me. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and that's a really good example, and thanks yeah. for saying that, because it's yeah. like, you know, we are on this planet. We all have, nobody operates in a vacuum. We all have to, we all have to get along. We all have to do our work and go to the grocery store and so forth. So you go to work and you're having this conflict with people. And so you're, and you're trying to grow, and you're trying to say, how do I get away from this, and how do I move away? And you're, you're right. You say to yourself, I'm not going to participate in this. All right. But what can happen sometimes is is to realize that it's an indication that there's something wrong. It's like an emotional cesspool. You're you're conflicting with this individual. Yes, you have to work, but then then you look at it higher and you go, if maybe this isn't what I want to do for my life. Maybe this isn't what I want to do for a living. Maybe I can have there's something better. In other words, we're all kind of on layers. So you're operating on a on a on a level that is equal to her level. You're saying, I'm not going to operate with fear or anger, so I'm going to rise above it. Yeah. And you start getting these insights. At first, you start saying, okay, I'm going to wish your love. It's the opposite of the example that I used in the grocery store. This man gave a lot of energy that was negative or anger to this grocery store clerk, and it came back on him. However, in this particular situation that you're at with work, you can start to generate love from your heart and give it to your boss or your supervisor. Give it to everybody around you. Yeah. That you're not going to participate. The only thing that's really going, the only energy in, in this world is love. So you start to telepathically like visualize love for her. You're not going to. You're not going to scream. You're not going to yell. You're not going to get into your ego. What that does is it not only improves the relationship immediately, but gives you insight. If it is your issue, if it's something that you have to deal with, mm-hmm. then you are going to get that indication and go, okay, maybe I'm a slacker and I need to, you know, to get on to get work, get to work on time and so forth. However, if it's her issue. She's going to start to improve, and she's going to be better <clears throat> about her life. Even though it's not conveyed verbally to her, she picks it up telepathically, and she starts to change her life as well. Now, keep that up and keep going with this love and light, and eventually you say to yourself, maybe I don't want to work here at all. 
So you start to visualize what you want to do, and literally you go into quantum physics. Quantum <laughs> physics is is that you are creating your best future self. You know you, you're not exactly clear as to what you want to do alternatively to your work, but you know you don't want to work with people like that or that kind of industry. So future Ryan in 2024 is going, this is how I accomplish it. You literally start to create a future you. Then with your thoughts, the universe comes in and gives you the resources that you need to create your future you. You go, yeah, what a concept. Well, it's not a concept that is so radical that you cannot do it or practice it. It's something that we do on a daily basis. You are a product of your past thoughts, actions, and your life. Hmm. In other words, you are at your work because eventually you chose that you wanted to work and have money. You are at your work that you are because that's what you decided in the past. You are in this world because of a light that you are decided that it would be best for you to be human at this particular time. Now, we have freedom. We have free agency. The divine, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, you could have been 19 and said, I hate the world. And I hate, I'm just going to be angry. So I'm going to yeah. sit around and drink alcohol, watch the game, eat pizza, and do meth. And your whole life would be very different. You got up on a daily basis, and you did your very best. You fell in love. You, you've done all sorts of different things. You're, you decide to be a good person. So the future Ryan at, in 2022, 23, 28 is waiting for you to create now in the present yeah. moment. So, you know, I guess kind of I felt like a bad person afterwards, but I'm not necessarily a bad person. No. I'm just self telling myself, hey, this might not be the right environment. It's a common human thing because <laughs> what you did is like you said, well, yeah. I'm a bad person. No, yeah. you're a good person that's feeling bad. That's all. We all feel bad. Yeah. And you know, I know we all go through this. Right. And when you feel bad, you go, okay, how can I not feel bad anymore? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we pump ourselves up, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we pump ourselves up, and that's okay. There's an ego platform, I like uh -huh. to call it, because the ego. I mean, if it's the truth, it's right. the truth. No, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we have, to, we have to keep going, and we have to put, we have to, okay, no, when I, when I grow, you're 15 years old, you go, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to marry a supermodel, I'm going to be a football player, and right, I'm going to, right. you know, retire by the time I'm 30, and you're 25 years old, and you go, well, okay, she's not a supermodel, but she makes me laugh. I'm not a millionaire, and I'm not going to retire by I'm 30, but I'm happy. Yeah. And so you have to get some kind of idea, which usually comes from the ego, but you don't become your ego. You go into your heart and create it in some other yeah. way. Yeah. Gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. I'm following. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's, you know, Zitor has also a lot to say about certain things. Let's see if he has anything else to say in this. Hello. It's Zitor once again. So excited to be with you at this time. And you beautiful earthlings. Now, as I have gone through so many different galaxies through the entire universe, looking and observing and always taking notes, I have observed that each galaxy has a certain expression within inside of itself. Each galaxy, each planet in that galaxy, each creature on those planets are very different. So, what really confuses Myself and my crew members, even the being that cleans our mothership, is wondering why it is that you humans have such a demand that everybody is the same. Why? Seriously, no. I'm asking, why? Why? Seriously. 
God, the universe, the creator, the source of love, does not create in the same way anywhere. Now, you are born as a baby, and you're a child, and you grow up, and you want to be unique, and everybody is very unique. And why are you unique? I mean, my goodness, because we all have purposes. Each human being, each earthling, has a purpose. It is like, it would be pretty boring if we were all dentists. It'd be pretty boring if you were all, like, carpenters. There's nothing wrong with those professions, but we need people to be teachers and marine biologists and candle makers. All these things are very needed. It's like, if you look at humanity, it looks to us like a tapestry, a beautiful tapestry of humanity. And each human being is a needle with a thread. And each individual is interweaving in that beautiful tapestry and creating this beautiful humane consciousness. It is so beautiful to see, but we have an advantage. We have a big spaceship, so we can see it from a perspective perhaps you can. You have the amazing perspective of just being at the needle point, and you're going through life, and you're going, okay, I'm going to become a medical doctor. So you go to medical school, you become a medical doctor, then you're healing everybody, and you're helping everybody, but you go, uh-oh, I'm glad there's a farmer because I needed some food, and that person that was a farmer planted his food, and so as I'm healing these people as a doctor, then I can eat because somebody decided that they could become a farmer. Yay! Okay, now I have to go to my house, and somebody built my house because somebody became a carpenter. You see how it works? Everybody's very unique, and everybody's love, and everybody's purpose. That's the way it works. So why are you all demanding everybody? Doing the same thing. Everybody, you, you elect official, officials that are in government and, and world leaders and religious leaders go, No, this is the way you have to be because this is the way I am. I'm this way, so you must be this way too. Well, you see how that's working out on Mother Earth? Not so much really, is it? So find your uniqueness. Yes. Find your uniqueness and be that. It's like... Look at your human body. It's comprised of all these different cells. There's liver cells, there's skin cells, there's stomach lining cells, there's toenail skin cells. There's all these different cells. Well, and it energizes, and energy is given to all these cells to make the organ, the liver, the brain, the eyes, the tongue. All this is part of, of you, but it's as your cells. So, what if one day you got up and your physical body said, Okay, this is wrong because all these cells are very different and that's wrong. We all have to be the same. So, let's all be toenail cells. You'd have one great big toenail. That's all you'd have. Or let's all be eye cells so we can see. Okay, great. There's a big eyeball. You become a 145-pound eyeball. It wouldn't work because there's no blood that's supplying the needed nutrition to the eye. There's no way the eye can move around. The eye would just be sitting there staring in the same direction because it doesn't have a head anymore. Because it all had to be eye cells instead of the, all the variety of cells that 
second Brian's like, oh, nope, it's just sitting there in the street. It might have a good scene for a minute, but it can't turn. And eventually it would die because it has no nutrition. So see how silly it is that you earthlings called humans believe everything and everyone should be the same. It's not that way in the universe. It's not that way in the forest. It's not that way in life. So get over it now and let everybody be themselves. You be you and let other people be them. That's the message from Zitor and crew. Now again, we're up in outer space. I'm having a great time. We're a little bit out of range of um, Comcast or cable or anything like that. We don't get in that kind of reception, but we do have technology to help you and to be there. But more than technology, it would be a vast difference in this world if every human being would accept themselves as they are, their own uniqueness, and accept everyone else with their uniqueness too, to love that uniqueness. You have no idea what that person that you are looking down on is eventually going to come and become. Accept them for who they are as they are now, and allow them to grow into who they are and meant to be. All right, my fellow precious, precious human beings, earthlings, this is Victor, over and out. All right, Ryan, what did you think about Citor's message? <laughs> uh, we're all going to be toenails. <laughs> I love the way he expresses oh, himself. No, everything is hitting home to me on this show. You know, um, like I was saying with work and everything else. And, you know, like you said, letting people be who they are and, and uh, letting them grow. You know, and that part's hard because, you know, I guess as far as a work environment, you're like, you know, you, you need to do this and you need to do it right. And, right. and you get so frustrated with it, you know, and I'm sure everybody gets frustrated but if you have that little patience, accept who everyone is, and right. you know, I'm sure we could work through it. But not only that, just in the time that we're in, and the the how the United States is right now, like everybody's hating each other, and and it's like, nah, we need to love each other, and and we do need to accept everybody for who they are, and not try to change them, or or even for ourselves, try to be someone who we're not. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, <clears throat> I agree with you on that. I mean, I I do believe that you have to love each other. You have to love yourself. But also, there is the Four Agreements talks about to 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 not accept other people's poisons. If you look at the three shamanistic laws, they are: do not cause harm to yourself, do not cause harm to someone else, and do not allow anyone to cause harm to you. And therein lies the last part of that as far as someone that is causing harm to you, whether it's verbally, emotionally, mentally, there's a way of approaching that person with love and light <clears throat> and saying, this is harmful and I'm not going to put up with it or, or, or how can we resolve the issue? Yeah. Now, you did make a point as far as, as far as the United States. There's nowhere else I'd rather live than right where I do. Yeah. Right? But if you can broaden your horizons, anything that you put a construct on is going to limit you. The ego is going to make egoic constructs in the mind. 
So the ego draws these lines, and it's called Argentina and Texas <laughs> and Germany, yeah. all these different lines. And believe me, Mother Earth doesn't know where we drew these lines on her. Yeah. There just is not a line. Then if you look at the ego, it also likes to draw lines all over you and all over the people around you. You are this color or that color. You're yeah. an American. You're a Russian. You're white. You're blue. Now, the problem with that is you start to categorize people. <clears throat> You go, that group of green people, those green people are really bad people. Mm -hmm. Now, anybody that is risen to another level of love would realize not only spiritually, emotionally, but also intellectually, it wouldn't make sense for someone to say that group of green people are all bad. If you looked at green people, purple people, and orange people, you're going to find some incredible saints in each group and some incredible, horrible people, all right? So you get to the point where it's you're not judging yourself or those around you. You're actually discerning for yourself. So a judgment would be, I can't be around those green people because green people are like this, all right? Instead of that, you go, that green person I want as a friend. That person I hope I never see again. <laughs> and so, and it doesn't matter whether you call them a group of religion, a nationality, yeah. a gender, whatever. If you look at the soul that we are, each individual is just to love and to be loved. And as a human, you get to choose the reality you create. You get to choose what you want. If you, Whatever you want, when you're around someone else, believe it or not, it's a reflection on you. Hmm. If you look at your finger, or your hand, I'm sorry, and you point a judgment to someone else, and you point it like a gun, hey, you know, you're like this, you're going to see three fingers pointed back at you. <laughs> and what that is, I've is it's like whatever point, you're yeah. judging it's actually something that is dark with inside of you, so evolve it with inside of you. So how do you, you know, I guess, confront it with love but not hurt yourself? You know what I mean? Because sometimes you, I don't know, maybe you love too much or you're too nice or something, and then it feels like at the end, oh, they ended up taking advantage of me at the end. Right. So how, 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 could people, how do we balance that out? I think it's a good, I think that's a very good question because... Yeah. You have to, like you want to love somebody, but also you don't want to be hurt by them, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're in a work situation, you have to kind of, you have to maneuver the work situation in the best way possible. As far as this is my boss, so I have to do what she said, but I'm not going to be abused by this person. I'm not going to be harassed by this person, demeaned by this person. Now, thankfully, there's a lot of laws that are coming about because of that, right? All right. So another thing is that when you engage with someone that you're not really obliged to, like maybe a job or a work, but like a mm -hmm. friend or a, a romance. Well, that's what I was going to ask too. What about in a relationship? Right. How about? You go, okay, what am I getting out of this? What am I getting out of this relationship? I mean, is it mutual? Is it, is it equal? Is it draining? Am I giving so much energy and I'm not getting it back? Um, if you wanted to help somebody with love, the key and the rule of thumb is, are you helping them to help themselves? It's that old adage, you can teach a person to fish and you feed them for a lifetime, or you can give them a fish on a daily basis and you feed them for a day. Yeah. The true act of love is to, uh, is to help them help themselves. If they want to sit around and do nothing and just, you know, watch TV and drink pot and do what, I mean, deep pot and do whatever they <laughs> do with pot. Actually, you can drink pot. You know, whatever you they it, do. You brownies and right. some sodas. And I don't everything. do it. Whatever. <laughs> and they want to sit there. You're enabling them. 
You're enabling them to be yeah. dysfunctional. But if you want to, if a person wants to get out and get motivated and get healthy or get whatever, mm-hmm. and you can help them do it with word, action, or deeds, great. But if not, it is within you to follow the last shamanistic law and do not allow anyone else to hurt you. Hmm. Now, as far as romance, oh my. Yeah. You know, there's been volumes written about romances and the love that's there. Each person, the best way I can describe it is, when I look at romance, it is going to be, the relationship of romance is going to be as great as the components that comprise it. Whatever mm. you bring to the relationship, if you're a person that is honest, has a good code of conduct, a good moral code, is very kind, you're going to attract that to you. And the two of you are going to bring that into this relationship and build this great relationship. If you take ice cream and you take dirt and you mix it together, there is no more ice cream. There is only dirt. So if you are with someone that is abusive or or dishonest or negative, you are going to be drawn into that, and there is no more you. There is just dirt and negativity. So it's a point where you release and let go. The greatest relationships, again, are that which is comprised of two very healthy, independent individuals. It looks like scaffolding, a good analogy. Mm -hmm. In other words, you could take one side of scaffolding and you put it into the dirt, and it pretty much stands up on its own. You take another side of scaffolding, and it stands up on its own as well. That's like two humans. Two humans come together, and independently, they can stand up by themselves. However, they begin to develop the relationship of romance, and that creates like the bracing that exists between the two stands. By the two of them being together with that romance of love and trust, the scaffolding is stronger by the bracing. With that strength, they're able to then build the next tier, and then they spend time and build the bracing and go on and on three, four, seven, fourteen stories high, yeah. and they could not do that independently. So the appeal of the relationship of romance is to brace me up and help me grow, help me grow higher. But then if it's not if it's not maintained, if you're on the second tier and there is some problems, you have to go back and work that instead of just assume that everything in the past is okay. Yeah. So as far as romance is concerned, yes, obviously, you know, we are yeah. together to love each other and to, and to connect. But a relationship of romance, everyone interprets it as together till death do you part. And it's going to be happy. It's going to be blissful. <laughs> it's going to be magic right. castles and rainbows and yeah. magic unicorns. It's never like that. And so that's why more relationships end in a divorce or separation. 52 years of marriage and hating each other for 48 of the year, those years, that's not a success story. Yeah. When, you're, when you're diminishing each other, it's a success story where you realize this is not working. I don't know why, but I'm going to release it and improve my life and grow spiritually as an individual yeah. and then attract someone else in my life. So, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it goes back to, like you told me before, not all people want the help, you know, and like you said, you can give them the help and they'll still, you know, go back to whatever they're comfortable with or, like you said, they're drawn in by that energy somewhere else, right? And they're consumed by that. And Correct. So I think at some point, you're right. You can't, you can't help them unless they want to help themselves, I guess. Well, so some people, now you've got to understand that, you know, difficulty and pain and problems, it really does serve a purpose. It serves a person mm-hmm. very well. Because they, they're not, oh, oh I, I'm, I'm dysfunctional, I'm problematic, this is a problem. So it, it really serves a purpose because then everyone runs to the crisis and they help them. And they, and oh, I'm, I've got this and so I can no longer take care of my kids or my husband's going to pay attention to me or my wife or whatever. Yeah. 
and or my spouse, whatever. And so, yeah, it does serve a purpose. So there's incredible work being done right now. We're in an evolutionary time on this planet that has never oh. been said or never been seen before. Really? This is the most incredible period of time to live on this planet that has oh. ever been as a human being. The light that is coming that? through this world right now has never been set, has never been seen before. So you can get caught up in what is problematic. You can get caught up in what you think is difficult. But it's like there is so much more mir- miracles. It's like the light is coming through. And so in answer to your question, the light that's coming through now is that there are healers that can actually heal with light. So these healers have also noticed that some people are so identified with their dis-ease that when they are trying to heal them, they would rather hold on to the identity of the disease as opposed to be healed. So really what is a disease, the physical disease of the body or a disease in the mind? It's a disease in the soul. Left the disease in the soul long enough and it can cause a disease emotionally, physically, or mentally. Mm. So, <clears throat> of course, you say, well, I don't want this disease. Really, uh, somewhere along the way, either in this life or maybe perhaps past lives, you developed it as a crutch or a defense or something. Sarcasm could have been something because you were felt like an outcast. And so you developed this sarcasm or self-deprecation could be self-joking because you never fit in over here, over there. So there's all these little idiosyncrasies mm. that you are that you are accumulating through your life but eventually you release them by the easement of the soul with the love of the heart through the connection to your divine source okay um geez so many questions i have but so you're saying this period of time right now there's never been this love and and light like how it is absolutely not there has never been a period of time like how do we comprehend or like what do we do or how do we embrace it or well, look at through, a, first you know, of all, by comparison. Uh-huh. Looking past as far as human history. You look into past and far as human history, and, you know, there's been war and violence and pestilence and so forth. If you look at your life as a human being right now, Ryan in Denver, Colorado, there are a lot of human beings that would your life would be like a dream life. Yeah. To have running water, to have <laughs> right. food, like to have water. shelter, to have a car, not to mention a car, yeah, yeah. everything else. Most people don't even have water on the planet. But yeah. right now, <clears throat> it is that we're becoming consciously aware of it. Fifteen years before I was born, this whole planet was at war. They were they bombed and melted two Japanese cities. They were they were concentration camp of undesirables. People were shooting each other and killing each other in the name of God and love and all sorts of things, defense of country. So it was imperiled. Now, from that time, just seventy five years or so, people have grown to realize that we are not enemies; that we're human beings on the planet. And that we're just basically people trying to raise our children and trying to be one with each other. And so the old, the old, you know, now we buy Toyotas from the Japanese instead of instead of bombing their cities. And yeah. so if you can eradicate the definition that you're an American <clears throat> or that you're a race or a color or a gender or anything and just be in the I am, your whole life would be different. If you, if when I go through my life, I just say, I am Keith, and I am love, and I am light. The universe nurtures me, Mother Earth loves me, and I am a creation of God, and God loves me. God makes no mistakes. With 
that affirmation, you become one with all that is. And you don't really draw that to you. You don't draw the negativity to you. Mm. Cool. So here's, a, here's an observation I've made as well. People are so into the media and so much into TV, but it's a reality that affects them in a very difficult way, but it's not anything they can do about. And so they sit there and perturbate about these things in the world, and they, are imp- they can't do anything about it. So yes, pray globally. Pray for the globe, but act locally. Act locally. You can make a big difference just in a local, everyday context. Okay, I get that too. Um, I, that's something too I've been working on is to like be in the present, you know, live in the present, right, and uh, not focus on things that you have no control over. You know, right. it's the power of the now. Yeah. The power of the yeah. now is an incredible power. There is no past. There is no future. Yeah. It is just now. You know, the only thing that's existing right now is this moment that you and I are sharing. Yeah. You couldn't go back to your junior high school and go into the seventh grade and sit down there with those kids because the teacher probably isn't there, the kids aren't there, we grow up. Why is that? Well, <clears throat> the principle is not a principle, it's a fact that everything's in motion. That every that the the Buddhists have an incredible saying, and it is the only thing that's ever consistent in life is change. And that is because mm-hmm. everything is in motion. Your the your physical body is in motion, the air is in motion, the earth is rotating, the galaxy itself is is flying through the through the universe the milky way correct <laughs> your atoms in your body is 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 motion your your the cars are moving people are in different places people are dying and being born every nanosecond things are happening so you cannot remain the same you have to create yeah. in the now moment i'm working on that i'm working on being always being in the present you know, even with the holidays that just passed, you know, you're always thinking about work or going back to work or doing something. It's like, no, just enjoy the moment, live in the present and love, right? Right, exactly. And, but, you know, Ryan, you keep saying that you're working on things. I think you are yeah. it. You're a loving being. You're a lot further ahead yeah. than what you think you are. You're a loving human being and you're caring. I know you. You're a caring, compassionate people. And the way people talk about you is very loving and caring. Yeah. So it's instead of working on it, just be it. Hmm, Okay. Well, um, I have a million more questions about the universe, about light, love, about all this. Um, That's good. About Zetor. <laughs> um, I know there's going to be some other guests that are going to pop in on future podcasts that we have. That's right. So I'm excited about all this. Um, I know sometimes I kind of don't know what to say because it's not my you know, expertise in life. But that's why I'm here. I want to learn, and I want to know and live in the present and be here with everybody. That's why I'm here, too. Yeah. I'm here to learn and live and grow. I mean, I don't know everything either, but I do know what yeah. I know. You know, Socrates, what was said about Socrates by a very wise man is they said, Socrates is very wise because he does not pretend to know that which he does not know. Nobody knows everything, so you know I, I only know what I know. But I'm excited for this podcast, too, because not only do we have my friend Zetor, but we also have Sage, which is an amazing golden light okay. of Sage Wisdom. We also have uh, Pauline from the Palladians, which is a Palladian galaxy of the Seven Sisters. And so they both also, they in addition to Zetor, gives wisdom of such great strength. So please come back and Someone uh, to meet all the these. Pod- these uh... Oh, yeah, all of them. All of them, yeah. These it's guests. amazing wisdom. Yeah, with all okay. the answers to the universe. So Can't hopefully wait. with all that, uh-huh. there'll be some real answers to the universe. And I know, as, you know, more and more we get into this, um, we're going to have people that will be able to interact, maybe call up. 
Um, you know, we do have like a chat room or something that people could get into. Perfect. Um, so once we get the show out and get the word out, um, you know, we'll be able to interact with everybody as well a little bit more. I do too. So um, I'm, I'm super excited. What's so funny is, is everything that we talked about, you know, was like the last three days of my, you know, <laughs> life or whatever. Right, right, right. So it's kind of crazy how, like you said, the universe works in mysterious ways. If if you're ready to accept it. That's right. And like you're going back to some things, it's so hard to let go of and even pain or whatever it might be. You just hold on to it and we just need to learn to uh, you just let it go. Push it away. Let, let it, go. it go. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to us tonight. And uh, I really do hope that some way, somehow, that some of what was said tonight can touch your heart and also change your life maybe in some small way. All right. This is Keith over and out.